five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, well, this was a serious article by Russell Parsons. I looked Russell up just to make sure he knew what he was doing, and I couldn't find him on, I don't think we're first-level connections. So I'll I'll spend more time, but he's an award-winning uh He's an award-winning author and editor at Marketing Week, so um, so we should definitely connect. Anyway, Russell says, this is really an interesting article, Doubling Down on Digital. Uh, it's like digital transformation was essentially still a buzzword in 2020, okay? Confidently telling investors that they'd been making rapid progress for years. Most realized they were way short of meeting the demands brought about by accelerated online take-up. You aren't kidding. If 2020 was about blind panic, 2021, sober reflection, 2022 will be about brands doubling down on digital. The rate of digital upskilling. Is this part of the English language? I hope not. Anyway, (laughs) the rate of digital training is getting quicker. (laughs) Upskilling. God help us. All marketers really need to own and be digital. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, I bet that's... here. There, here's a telling one. The amount spent on advertising to support e-commerce, the more amount spent on advertising to spend, support, support e-commerce will increase 66% in 2020, in 2021, it says, according to Group M. Well, that's not true because, for heaven's sakes... The pricing went up almost 200% since January for for uh, Google, AdWords, and uh, and Facebook. So you're getting half as much now as you did in January, even spending more than 66%. 66% of global ad spend for the first time next year will be digital. You know, and we track spending, but you know, uh, Dr. Augustine Fu says that digital commissions for agencies can be as high as 40%, whereas for traditional advertising, they're 17%. And typically for direct mail, they bill it pretty much straight through, which is one of the reasons your ad agency doesn't like doing direct mail, because they bill you for the postage, pass that through, printing, all of its tangible costs. So it's easy to spot what's going on. They don't get the 17% oftentimes. Now, sometimes it just marked the whole thing up. But then, you know, deep in your heart, You really could do it for yourself. Anyway, so when the commissions are double what they would be for traditional advertising, what are you going to do? Put a digital ad network uh, commercial out or put a commercial out on major networks? It's pretty easy to see where the ad agencies come down. And that's from Dr. Augustine Fu, staggering stuff. Sainsbury's CEO Robert Simons told Marketing Week, we find customers really respond to digital in terms of both value and innovation. So that has been a strong platform for us, and we continue to grow it as more customers have shopped online. Yeah, but England was most of 2021. UK was still locked down. As more, They've really responded. Get your causal st- connections straight they responded because they didn't have any other option and like when i bought my big tv on black friday from walmart i go there there's no map telling me where to pick it up or where to park for the for the for the for the uh buy online pick up out 
have them bring it out to your car. There's no place. I drive around for about 10 minutes, tell them I'm in the parking lot, but I don't know where to go. And it's not on their app. Oh, and I'm forced to download the app in order to pick anything up because the app tells them I'm on my way because I have to hit a button that says I'm on my way. Now, we could do that without the app, but I'm sure the digital people over at Walmart are boasting and boasting about how many downloads they got of the app. Of course, five minutes after on my way home, I deleted the app because, you know, I'd finished my transaction. There could have been 10 ways to do that transaction better and simpler. Okay, so maybe that goes along with what Russell is saying here. Um, Let me see. So. Despite lots of here, this is a good one. Despite lots of evidence, multi-channel campaigns that begin with traditional media are more effective. We're still going to grow digital. <laughs> My gosh, you know, I have an acquaintance, a connection on LinkedIn, and he was doing big conferences, speaking all over the world about how many downloads they had of the app for their for their uh, for their digital platform, and uh, and. And in and numbers online were going up and up and up. It went to about 150,000 concurrent online. Well, now they're a third of that. And uh, you know, it's not about downloading apps. It's about customer service. You know, and what mostly digital in, means is let's not listen to real customers talk about our stuff. Okay. So Walmart, one good one good suggestion for Walmart. Tell me where I'm supposed to go in the parking lot. You know how big your parking lots are? They go wrap around three sides of your building, right? Tell me exactly where. Give me a map. Give me a Google destination or something that I'm used to. WhatsApp, okay? No. If it was there, I didn't see it. And if I didn't see it, then most people don't see it. It's one of my gifts. Anyway, enough of that for Russell. I hope we connect. Digital or direct mail postcards spark more engagement. This is from Lori Pakin, who's over at Navistone. And I remember when Navistone launched and Larry was running it. Great guy, Larry. And uh, so Lori is a 30-year veteran of direct mail and digital industries. She joined just about five years ago to Navistone. Okay, what about direct mail? Who doesn't love it? Sure, we've gotten junk mail, but what about personalized direct mail? And if you've been with my show much, you've noticed, you know that the difference between junk mail and personalized junk mail is mainly that today I'm interested. So I might get mailing after mailing after mailing to get my furnace checked. But when my furnace starts screeching because the exhaust motor is bearings are burned out, all of a sudden that's personalized mail. Get your furnace inspected. Up until that, it was junk mail. Did the creative change? I hope not. Because they don't know when my furnace starts making funny noises or thumping the floor or whatever else it does. They don't know. You don't know. And if you don't know, you can't take advantage of that. Now, I understand that Navistone, she's trying to sneak the personalization here because Navistone actually does... uh, triggered postcards right so when somebody comes to your site abandons the shopping cart you can look them up in a vast database of stuff and find their home address and send them a postcard she doesn't talk about that but that actually does work does work a lot even when they just visit the site 
Maybe they look around at some items and stuff. Don't put anything in a shopping cart. They can still trigger it. So that does work, and I'm not saying it doesn't, and that can be highly personalized, okay? But the fact that mail is addressed directly to you does not mean that it's personalized. We all know that. We learned that very early on in life. <laughs> uh, just for you, yeah, special incentive. I wait eagerly at my mailbox the next day for the opportunity to receive this gift that comes in the form of a discount coupon. I kind of do that with true value hardware, I have to admit. I didn't get one on my birthday this year, which was in February. How can I even remember that? Because they send me them. And it's about the only thing for me that comes in the mail. Okay, the most important things are audience, offer, and creative in most, most people's minds. But, you know, I'm not sure that Lori has ever done real testing because she cites a study that cites a study that was done in 2010. And it's not bad. I'll include it in the show notes if you get over to WDMA and subscribe, which is free. But anyway, so a successful campaign starts with targeting the right audience as much as you can. And, you know, she gets into this. Here's first party data as well as highly targeted acquisition lists from second and third parties. That's all digital jargon. You know, what you want mostly is, we used to call them response lists, where people bought through the mail. Mostly you want that because it assures that they look at their mail, right? Then after that, you probably can model your geodemographics. That's what Andrew Etchinger talks about in that video I did yesterday. He says, if you're marketing in a neighborhood, try mailing the neighbors of your customers. Look at where you do the best, which neighborhoods you do the best. Now, that, that works pretty well when you're a local uh, heating and air conditioning merchant or uh, contractor. Not so much as well when you're doing something, you know, a highly special interest mailing, like fly fishing or something like that. That's when, you know, and, and whether this is second or third party, I'm not sure, but that's when you want to mail fly fishing magazines or people who bought fly fishing at Cabela's or something like that, sub-selects. Makes it a little more interesting, makes it a little more difficult. Okay, but that doesn't make it personalized. Okay, so she says that if you, uh, if you, <laughs> she says that if you put Janie Jones on it, it will raise, just putting Janie Jones on it, she says, putting a person, basic, oh, she says, research by Canon, a direct mailer that included full color and basic personalization, a person's name increased response rate by 135%. And I went back and I read this study and, I, and it turns out that name boosted it 44%, color alone versus 45%, and 135 for both. Okay, um, but those were only 35. Those were only 5,000 piece mailings. You know, I would never do a creative test on a 5,000 piece mailing. You know, it's just too small, right? When I did a creative test for a catalog that I was running, we did 600,000 pieces, 300,000 in each. And we got a 40% lift because of a change in the photograph on the cover. No other change. So I know it was statistically valid. 40% increase. And I've talked about it a bit. And write me if you want more information on that. Okay. But a 5,000-piece test, you know, that's one or two orders is going to make that difference, a 40% difference. So you just don't want to do that. 5,000 is probably even too too few to mail when you're doing a business-to-business -business test, okay? 
uh, intent data. And again, this, if you talk about what she does, intent data is great. Otherwise, mm, you know, if, you, if you're looking at where I'm browsing at the moment, you know, that's, that's probably worthless because I look at a lot of things. Okay, now, but, you know, back in the day, and this is where I, I really lost it, back in the day when direct mail was truly junk mail, when advertisers sprayed and prayed, she uses that, that phrase a couple of times, and she uses junk mail a lot. Uh, when advertisers sprayed and prayed, we, we did pray, you know, and I'm not sure if Lori's ever put, you know, a couple of hundred thousand pieces in the mail for somebody that's never mailed before. And they spent maybe a million dollars getting to that point with their inventory spend on items they'd never sold before and, uh, and all the rest of the startup work. Maybe not that much, but maybe more than that. When, when that goes in the mail and you wait a week, nothing, you better believe you're praying. I have an article called Prayer as a Direct Marketing Tool. I may, find, I may track, track that down. Prayer as a direct marketing tool. There's nothing wrong with praying for your mailing. I'll tell you that. Direct mail is a faith-based industry. You put it in the mail. You hope they deliver it. You hope you addressed it all right. You hope it's right. And away you go. And that's and pretty much all of advertising is sort of like that. But we were never spray and pray. We never spray. And if we were, we are no more than we are today. When when LL Bean started when 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 Leon Bean or whatever started LL Bean, he rented the people who'd bought hunting and fishing licenses, and he sold them a rubber boot because he was he invented it himself because he was sick of getting his feet wet stomping around Maine, so he rented the Maine hunting and fishing, and got a great response. Is that spray and pray? I mean, when when was direct marketing ever spray and pray? And I'll tell you something about personalization. I have beat control where we put a person's name on the catalog versus re resident or better yet, the person we were looking for, like in business to business, we were looking for the ad specialty buyer or the or they have a lot of names for it now. The you know, the, the stuff you put your logo on. And a lot of times when we call them back after six months and we hadn't heard from them again, we'd find that the person in charge of the company picnic or something some, or the big conference that they went to every couple of years had changed. So when we used the person's name, it went to that person, but they didn't bother to forward it. But if we put the ad manager or some other title like that, something that had to do with convention planning or the Christmas party or something. Sometimes those titles would beat a person's name a year or two later. Oftentimes they would. So none of this stuff is cut, cast in stone. And I and I, I get a little frustrated that Forbes prints this stuff. And people, here's spray and pray again. Spray and pray. Here's junk mail. Turn junk into meaningful. You know what turns junk into meaningful? When my check engine light goes on. And you don't know when that is. Although the, the car companies are getting better and better at finding that out. But that doesn't mean I'm going to take them to the dealership. Okay. Direct mail works because the post office delivers it. We can pick our target. 
to some extent. The post office delivers it. It goes to a decision maker. The decision maker engages. And oh, by the way, Lori, you mentioned engagement in your title. It's never mentioned again in the article. Maybe they edited it out. Don't know. But it direct mail ha, already has 98% engagement, according to Ann Rettinger. You can't raise engagement in direct mail. What you can do is raise response. And in that study, there's a cute little there's a cute little study with 5,000 pieces where they get where they get a half a percent response and then they raise it to a 10% response. It costs triple, and they get five times, or I think it was yeah, it was under one percent. They get more than they get more than five times the response. That's what you want to talk about: raising response rate, raising the number of orders you get. Because we already got all the engagement we need. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.